This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken believes that life is about being with friends and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light fruity aroma, mild bitter taste, and a crisp, clean finish. Cheers! Support for today's episode also comes from Evelyn and Bobby. Evelyn and Bobby's woman-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes and one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Okay, so I got my Evelyn and Bobby underwear. Let me explain to you how I get wedgies all the time. And I did not get wedgies with these. And I got a wagon. <laughs> it's a lot happening back here. My Evelyn and Bobby draws, I got thongs. They're comfortable thongs. They don't feel, I don't feel like there's floss in my butt. I got some nice like bikini underwear. They did not ride up all day. And, you know, some boy shorts that were super comfortable and all of them were super seamless. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use code GROWN to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's $28 value only when you use the code GROWN at EvelynBobby.com. Your booty might be bigger, but I still can't pull your nigga. But I don't wanna. Mm. Mm. You got sugar on your pita, but your nigga thinks I'm sweeter. But I don't wanna. Mm. You know the whole encyclopedia, but your nigga thinks I'm deeper. But I don't wanna. Got a whole lot of junk off in your trunk, but your nigga think I'm live and I keep them crunk. I don't want them. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I don't want them because of what he done to you. And you don't need them because he ain't ready. Say that. See, I don't want them if he ain't made no arrangement with you. I'm finished here. Well, all right. <laughs> well, okay. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. Praise him every day, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back to Jaden Kia, Jaden <laughs> Grom. I'm eating a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> it is delicious. It looks it too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was very unprofessional. But welcome to Gang Grom. I'm Kia. Welcome back to the ride. <laughs> Welcome to Getting Grown. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are here to talk about adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the taxes, and the temptations of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2018. And I'm eating a popsicle because that's what I want to do as an adult. And you have the right to do so. And the and Tums, because niggas got gas. Amen. 
What? It's part of adulting. Don't niggas, don't adults take tums? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, sis? What's happening this week? Oh god, so much. Um, it was Miss Crystal Jean's birthday. Sure burp, was, burp, burp, burp. was, absolutely was. So happy birthday to she, our sister absolutely. from another Most mister. Certainly. Absolutely. Um, so we went over there and hung out. I, made, I brought her a, a Hennessy peach cobbler. Oh, that sounds delightful. It was pretty delightful. Very buttery. Uh, mm. And I also made some brownies and I made a sorrel sangria again with. I'd like to sample that. I will make you one, sis. I love a cobbler. <laughs> sis, let me, I don't think you know my love of the cobbler. I love a good cobbler with a Ooh. flaky, buttery crust. Lots of crust. So good. I like I like the good corner piece. Yes. All the crust. I really want Just all of me. the crust. Like, you know, you can throw a little peaches in there, but give me the crust. Man, it's not it can't be too sweet. It's got to have a little zip. I need a little tart. A little tang. Just a little zip. <laughs> a hint of a vanilla. Make sure you put a little squeeze of lemon on there. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like the citrus. You need a little just citrus. A, just a smidge. Uh, that's that's the pro- that's where niggas go wrong with the peach cobbler. You know? They soak it in the sugar, and it's that's just not the right thing to do. But we can go into that on another time. Um, we'll have a kitchen table talk on how to make a proper cobbler. Uh, but I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be present. For and accounted for there was that, and then um, I was working and, and mothering quite a bit. Noah had a stomach virus, so it was one of those yeah. days. Yikes. I know it's when they're little and they don't fully understand what's going on. That's when it's really the hardest. And um, yeah, getting back into the back to school groove, which, you know, is just so many things that are included. But I'm excited because at the end of this week, we will be in Philadelphia. Show Leo. Home of the brotherly love. Uh, to celebrate getting grown as a show. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're just going to be there celebrating blackness. That's right. And we're excited about all of you that will be joining us there. It's going to be an excellent time. Um, major shout outs to our special guest for Kitchen Table Talk, Miss Brittany Packnett. Yes, we are honored and grateful. We are just so excited, elated ecstatic and and just filled with expectation uh yeah we're gonna have awesome kitchen table talk mm-hmm. great conversation mm-hmm. we also have another special guest vendor that will be joining us yes this. you know back by popular demand we have we have shouted her out on the shout out to my sis segment i think now twice um she has been a sponsor for both of the type of fast taking care events that we've had in dc and in new york city and now, Miss Nikki, Dr. Nikki, Nikki, Ph.D. of Zen in a Jar, will be our special guest vendor at the, at the Philly Live show. Mm-hmm. She will be having um, lots of Mahalo products, the body butters, yes. body oils. It's going to be wonderful. And we are going to be the, most, uh, the, the largest group of the most amazing smelling black women and men the city of brotherly love has ever seen. Yo, it's going to smell like know. brunch 365. Oh, it's, it's going to be so, we are going to smell so good. I want you guys to know. Yeah, we are. Uh, Nikki sent me a special message and said um, that she will have a bunch of Mahalo butters and various body honey. Mm. Uh, evidently, 
there have been a, a large demand for the body, honey. Nikki, bring me some of that. Now, okay, because <laughs> I was about so sis, listen. Um, I understand. I'm gonna, be needing a, I'm gonna need a bunch of that. I know we have listeners, and we appreciate them coming, and they're coming gonna support. Season. There will be merch as well, so you all will be able to get your "Praise the Lord" and Jaden Kia T-shirts. Praise the Lord, niggas, and pra- Jaden Kia T-shirts. But you know, I just need you to put some of those things aside for me to purchase. You know what I'm saying? If you got like two left, just feel free to tell them heifers you sold out because. <laughs> Kia and I need to have this. Um, so that's just a request. Body honey. I don't know what that is. I don't either, but I want it. I am very excited about it because I just, I, yes. Uh, so, yes. Super hype. Come and kick it with us. Yeah. We're going to have an awesome time. Yes. I believe, let me just look it up right quick. I believe uh, we are going to be at the International House yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Yes. The show uh, starts at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7. There's a meet and greet immediately following. So come and kick it with us. Come hug our next. We're going to have an awesome time. Can't wait to see you, Philly. Cannot wait. So link will be in the description box. There's still tickets available. Hope to see you all there. Let's go ahead and... Oh, how was your week, sis? I'm sorry. That was rude as all get out. How was your week? Don't worry, child. I'm just feeling she needs this popsicle. I hear. Um... Oh my god, it's so good! I can't believe that she's eating. They'll be all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's eleven twenty p.m. If a nigga wants a popsicle right now, you know, you do. Um, my week was good. Uh, Busy, busy as always, Mm -hmm. but awesome nonetheless. And um, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful. Learning lots, huge projects going on at work, yes. keeping all of these things going, working really hard. Um, I got a manuscript I'm trying to finish. I'm in the middle of a data collection. I know that's right. I'm all over the place. I'm going on my staff retreat this week. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so we'll be going. That's going to be co workery. Thursday and Friday. So I pray my strength. I mean, I, I really do enjoy uh, working where I work. Good. Um, and you know, my boss is amazing. Um, just, you know, all kinds of, of black women happiness. Um, and we're going to have a good time. You are. I'm going to have a good time. So yeah, I'm just trying to make it through the week and get to Philly for the live show. Super excited. Well, I think it's time that we get into some trash. Let's, Let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead. Clean up woman. Take your place. A clean up woman. Oh, basura, basura, cha 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 cha. Ooh, big trash first on the list. A woman in Atlanta turned her son into the police after seeing him on the news for involvement in a carjacking of a 24 year old father who was shot in the neck. It was a teenager and, and two of his friends. I believe it was three of them total. And, yeah, these little niggas, they, they carjacked somebody and robbed him. And, and um, his mom saw him on the news, recognized him, and turned his little butt into the police. I can dig it. I am not mad whatsoever. That is proper parenting in my eyes. You get your behind in this car. We're going to the police station right now. You want to jack people's cars. Nigga, you want to steal and you shoot niggas in the neck? 
and they got babies? What is wrong with you? Absolutely you not. Lost your black mind if you think you and slip up in my house. You lost no your black ass mind. And you think they police will come in here and knock my door down? No, sir. You better get yourself. We're going to the police station right now. And I don't care who you. You know what? Nope. nope because no, nah, I definitely no. Nah, we would fight. I'd punch that little nigga in his chest, and oh, then we go to the police. She beat his behind all the way there. You know what? Quiet as is kept. So I had a home, I had a catering tonight. That's one reason Kia and I are recording so late. And um, I was working with a friend, and she let me know she has two adopted daughters uh, from mm-hmm. China. Um, and she was like, "You want to know what my daughters have been doing?" <laughs> I'm not putting her name out there. So you know what my daughters have been doing all summer? I said, "What they've been doing? What they've been up to?" She was like, "Stealing." <laughs> she was like, "Shoplifting." <laughs> she was like. She found a stash. Her daughters were playing oranges and new black. These little heifers opened up a mattress, cut up, cut a mattress, and was tucking the stuff inside the mattress what? that they were stealing. Right? They were doing it for attention. Right? She said her and her husband marched them up, and them little girls are eight and like eleven, ten. Eight. She said they were what? doing it for attention. You know, yes, they were doing it for attention. They, they, you know, yes. So, took them down to the police station. And they were like, our daughters have been stealing. <laughs> I was like, proper parenting. I am not mad at it. Um, that is crazy. So, no, nah, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't just be out here doing everything and think I'm about to cover your little butt forever when you're just doing reckless, disgusting foolishness. No. So there's that. <sighs> so... Lawrence is back. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's burning. (laughs) Shoulder is, honey. His dick is on fire. Oh, my God. What an unfortunate series of events. Baby. With the clap on. (laughs) What? Clap on. (laughs) No, thank you. The Lawrence Hive is buzzing, isn't it? It time? sure is. And that's not the only thing that's buzzing. It's buzzing and burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you get for being loose. He's having sex mm-hmm. with girls from the supermarket, from the you gym. You want to be out here? From the BP you gas fast? station? From the you White Castles? You see what happens? Look at that. Whole dick fall off. It will fall what you gonna right do off. <laughs> <laughs> Detach. <laughs> Like you have not did have you did you watch that show Random Acts of Flyness? No. Nah. Well, for everybody who watched Random Acts of Flyness, that episode where the natural hair hopped right off that lady's head because she was tired of being disrespected and she ended up in prison. <laughs> that's that's what Lawrence's dick is gonna do. It's gonna hop right off his body because it's tired of his shenanigans. But were you thrown? Well, how did you feel when you saw Lawrence pop back up on your TV screen? Um, I okay. I have to. I love Jay Ellis, so I I'm torn, right? Okay. Because I love Jay Ellis as a person and an actor. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, though, is the living word. Yes, he is. But um, I don't know. I was happy to see him. I have to be honest. I was like, oh, hey. I mean, because I was a little thrown uh, when I heard the rumor that he wasn't coming back. Right, because it was like no, like it was just done. But at the same time, was I was like, fine with why? it being done. But I, he popped back up on the screen, 
And the happiest part about it for me was Chad also popped back up with the screen with all of his ignorance. I am not Chad. You are Chad. Oh, let the bitch read. (laughs) No, Chad is full of ignorance and foolishness, but he is funny. (laughs) He is hilarious. Um, I was very happy to see Chad come back. I really, really honestly could have done without Lawrence, but, you know, here we are. Um, I'm not mad at the, at the whole clap storyline. I thought that was, I thought that was gold. Uh, and yeah, I'm anxious to see what they plan on doing with this. And is Daniel coming back? Like what is happening right now? I just need to know what's going on. Where's this, what direction is this going? You know that, I mean, it's just, it must be some sort of law of science or gravity or something. That All niggas pop back up soon, at the same time. As soon as you get you I know. a new situation. You're right. All the There old must ones. be some sort of pheromones or something mm. that are propelled into the atmosphere. Mm. But niggas start liking your pictures again. What? <laughs> Commenting. <laughs> they, they be lurking on your Insta stories. and Like, I see you. On your Facebook. I see you that you've like, been there. <laughs> I mean, it just happens i don't know what it is they smell it they smell that you're happy they smell it's that the pheromones. you've moved on they, they smell that you got plans and they want and they just want to come you know sniffing around to see what they can ruin that's what they want to do puppies we'll see what happens with this lauren situation but yeah listen to the official tissue recap on insecurity wherever you listen to your podcasts and um what we got next do you know who adrian bronner is the name sounds familiar believe he's a boxer uh he had a video resurface um where he had a video surface should i say where he was in an uber acting a plum motherless ass oh i did see this on something on an instagram or something see this is why they don't like fooling with you little niggas like that because you get in the uber doing foolishness well he must have been really carrying on if he's been banned from uber for the rest of his black life well, you know, that's another conversation, but okay. I don't, I, just as far as, you know, I'm like banned forever. Like give the nigga a warning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just give the little nigga a warning. But was he naked or something? No, he was just screaming and hollering and playing music and screaming to the driver to turn the music up and just being motherless and obnoxious. Was he high? Probably. I'm going to assume as much. Or just motherless. But either way, um, there was that. What else we got on here? Slick Woods had her baby. I love Slick Woods. Slick was in labor at the Fenty show for Fashion Week. And walked. Savage. I said, but you know what? Let me tell you something. Black women literally, like, are invincible. Oh, what? We're (laughs) warriors. We are, I mean, superhuman. Warriors. I am not mad at it. So shout out to her. Um, Congratulations on your healthy baby boy. I just love her. I just love her so much. And then last. So Viola Davis has recently said that she regrets her role in The Help. Well, I'd heard that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I saw that headline, but I don't think I read up on why. So it was... She said, she, you know, she she formed lifelong friendships and it has nothing to do with any of the actors or anybody who was a part of the project. We all know Ava was a part of the project. Um, but 
it was the narrative. The same thing that I feel like all of us have had a problem with. I personally had the whole white savior um, narrative, which is really actually very tired. I still stand uh, very firmly in my cement that I will never watch um, The Blind Side. Um, and yeah, so she she said she regrets it because of the narrative because she feels like it did not focus on the proper story. It was it should have been more about the maids. And while it was about the maids, it wasn't about the maids. It was about this girl. Um, and that's not shade. That's just what it is. And it's it's the age old, you know, black women being discredited and our stories not being important enough to tell. You have to add the white hero narrative to it for it to be interesting and palatable. So I'm not mad at it. I'm actually glad that she spoke out. Same. And that is the trash for today. Wait, I got one. Oh, yes. So uh, this one is, uh, I'm, I'm really bothered by this. So on the campus of the University of Maryland, which is the place where I actually attended um, and graduated from not too long ago, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's where I went for my graduate work, for my doctorate. There is a, a new, quote, counseling group that has launched, uh, that has been dubbed a safe space for white students. According to the campus newspaper, it's the group is called White Awake. What? And it and it aims to give white students an opportunity to explore their experiences, questions, reactions, and feelings. Um, and I'm putting this as trash because that's what I believe that this is. I do not feel <laughs> that. Uh, I, I mean, just in the in the age that we live in, and given this history, this country's history of, you know, racism, um, institutional uh, racism and all manner of, you know, prejudice and discrimination, de facto discrimination and actual just like, you know, day to day, (laughs) you know, interactional discrimination on the basis of race. Given all of that, white folks, the last thing that white folks need is a safe space, (laughs) personally. I agree. Um, Yes. So, uh, and I mean, like, honestly, this is just another way for, to, to me, and I'm going to borrow from my, from my colleague, my sister scholar, uh, Dr. Felicia Commodore, when we talked about it, she said, you know, honestly, the space is not about making uh, white kids feel safe. It's about, the, it's about comforting them in their ignorance and helping them to not feel bad for their ignorance. Um, and, and as opposed to changing their ignorance, which is literally antithetical to what the undergraduate experience is supposed to be all about. Um, I think the level of awareness uh, that, you know, needs to, to be had <clears throat> by a lot of our, by a lot of white people uh, is, you know, where they get stuck because it's uncomfortable. Um, and, and they don't want to um, give up any of the privilege that they have as white people and they don't feel like they should ever have to be uncomfortable. So let's do whatever we can to continue to make ourselves comfortable, mm-hmm. even at the expense of comfort, and the comfort and safety of people of color and other, other marginalized populations. So I just wanted to add that on into the trash for good measure. <sighs> um, there have been some students of color who have spoken out in protest against Wide Awake and as such the counseling center has agreed to consider changing the group's name and rewording the flyer. 
uh, that publicized it. We agree with the feedback that the flyer was not clear enough in conveying that the fact that the purpose of this group is to promote anti-racism and becoming a better ally. Because um, I, I guess uh, that was their intention. That but was nowhere <laughs> in the original verbiage. <laughs> but the, uh, the original verbiage says, do you want to improve your ability to relate and connect with people different from yourself? Do you sometimes feel uncomfortable and confused before, during, or after interaction, interactions with racial and ethnic minorities? This group offers a safe space for white students to explore their experiences, questions, reactions, and feelings. A group for white students to talk about race. Um, and I mean, I guess I see where they were going with that, but I think it, it would have been helpful for them to consult maybe some professionals or people who study uh, issues of identity and race and whiteness specifically. Um, and gotten some some better language, if, if if that was their intention. But you know, wide awake in the age of being woke, <laughs> to me, it's, it's a bit oxymoronic. But just throwing that in there. Um, I can't get trash. behind that at all. It's trash. I want them. I mean, if 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 I don't know, I I think that we should be open to having conversations about it. Um, but. Yeah, all in all. I mean, the conversations about allyship no. and, and you know, what you can do to help the situation is fine, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But if it's just a space for you to vent your frustrations, I'm, what are you going through where you need a place to vent your frustrations? Because every place is a place for you to vent your frustrations. Every, every single place in this world is for you. I mean, and I just don't think that it's fair. I mean, you know, safe spaces... Uh, for white students suggest that they are not safe everywhere else. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so um, the whole world is in your favor. Absolutely. Um, and it just really kind of cheapens the, the need for safe spaces for people in populations of color. It doesn't acknowledge how systemic racism and privilege and power have worked to marginalize people so it doesn't take any of those things into account. And I understand it's a flyer, but that's why you have to be so careful about the words that you choose to use. That's like, so yeah, I'm gonna need all parties involved, especially as someone who is an alum of this, of this university. This is problematic for me. It is not a representation of, uh, well actually it is a representation of the racial tension that existed on Maryland's campus because that's something that's very real. Mm. But, you know, it does it does not fare well, especially given the history um, of these kinds of, you know, racially charged events and, and, and incidents that have happened on campus. This just seems like another nail in the coffin. So I just need the good folks over there at Maryland. As a Terp, I'm asking you very nicely to get your things and get your lives together. Because this, this is not, this is going to be a no for me. Yeah, it's that, that, that's a no for me, dog. Absolutely. That's a no for me, dog. Well, that will definitely wrap up the trash. That was a conclusion. Let's move on to the shout out. Only do it. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's time to shout out our sister. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, because, you know... This we haven't done a shout out to my sis like this in a little while, uh, but this is good news, and I just couldn't, I could not 
help but um, talk about it when I saw it on the interwebs. So we're going to shout out the 19 black women who are making history by running for judge in Harris County, Texas. Um, it was posted originally on the Shade Room, but there is actually a website um, that is called Harris Black Girl Magic. Harris County Black Girl Magic. Let's make history. It really details the campaign. These 19 African-American women who are, who are running um, uh, for judge in this 2018 election. It's the largest number seen on any ballot in Harris County history. The campaign was kicked off on Sunday, August the 26th. Candidates and friends came together um, um, and posed for a wonderful... What up, Brooklyn? Right. Uh, posed for a <laughs> wonderful commemorative portrait. Um, that has been featured. I think you guys have seen it probably on the Shade Room and YBF and other websites. But there are 19 qualified, intelligent African American women running for various judicial sheet, blah, blah, various judicial seats in the, in November's election. And you can visit HarrisBlackGirlMagic.com to learn more about the campaign and each one of the candidates. So I wanted to shout out these 19 women um, and commend them. For their brilliance yes. and for their commitment to giving back to the community there in ha Harris County, Texas. And we need all of you people who live in that county in Texas to get your parts to the polls on November 6th to vote these women into office. They say that you should vote straight Democrat all the way down the ballot. Um, yeah, all the judges, there are current judges who are running for reappointment. And uh, other women who are running, um, you know, for open seats. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's what's up, man. Just all this proud, beautiful, this beautiful melanated brilliance. Yes. And I just cannot get enough of it. So shout out to um, the HarrisBlackGirlMagic.com um, movement and campaign. Y'all be sure to check it out uh, and support if you live in the Texas area. Absolutely. You can read about the candidates and their platforms and man we just i mean this is how this is how we move our feet and make a difference so um visit the website read up on the candidates pick the ones that align with your values and vote go ahead texas get it i love it i love it the stars at night are big oh and bright Okay. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Let's move on on to this kitchen table. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Teamy. Teamy is an all-natural tea that helps with low energy, bloating, trouble sleeping, weakened immune systems, and even skincare problems. Everyone holds about 10 to 15 pounds of toxins in their colon from junk food and cheat meals. You know what I'm saying? I love rice and beans, and even though beans are full of protein, they're not we're probably wonderful when you add beer and, and all manners of beef and sausage and all kinds of things in them. I just love food. I love food, and it's not always the healthiest. Uh, but it's those toxins that cause bloating, low energy, and issues with weight loss. So by adding Teamy to your routine, you'll start getting rid of toxins that are holding your body back. So you can feel more energetic and lose weight naturally. Detoxing can be helpful for many natural body functions, and the Teamy Blends 30-Day Detox Program is easy for everyone, no matter your fitness level. All you do is drink your Teamy Skinny in the morning to help with energy and boost your meta metabolism, and then drink the colon cleanse every other night to help with bloating. Uh, 
The Team E Detox isn't just for weight loss. It's to improve your health. I love Teamy. I told you it keeps me regular. People are always asking me who my esthetician is. I don't have an esthetician because I'm lazy and I'm procrastinating all the time. But I do wash my face and I detox my body and it keeps, you know, drink my water, drink my Teamy. It's wonderful. I, I absolutely love it. I don't get acid reflux and heartburn when I go to bed. All of my food is properly detoxing and, and digesting in my body. So to get started, go to teamyblends.com and use code GROWN for 25% off at checkout. That's teamyblends.com, T-E-A-M-I blends.com and code GROWN at checkout. So guys, gather around. The kitchen table. We're back to talk about grown folks' business. So gather your snacks, all you um, hamburgers and hot dogs and brooms and dustpans, and boys and girls, and remote controls, and batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's time. We're talking about grown folks' business at the kitchen table today. I would like to talk... Well, I don't... I was. Let me say this. This is uncomfortable for me, and I'm going to be very transparent and open and vulnerable with my with my getting grown podcast family. I'm going to talk about something that I hate not only doing but talking about <laughs> doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about dating yes. and why it's terrible. <laughs> um and yeah, so I don't really know. We don't really have a roadmap. We just thought it would be you know, good dish for us to kind of just talk about the things, something that's been on my mind, and we're just going to see where it goes. Um, but just for the good of the order and because I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to open up with a question. Of course. Huh, sis. Do you think that dating is still a thing in 2018? Like dating in the conventional sense, we were all socialized and raised to think about dating where, you know, you go out, and enjoy the company of a person who you are interested in romantically. To answer your question directly, mm-hmm. yes, I do think okay. it's still a thing. And I say that because I have a couple of friends. Um, one is, you know, she dates actively and, you know, it's obvious, it's, it's with purpose. Um, and her pickings so far haven't been the best. Not because of her, actually, but just because the niggas. Um, but she recently started dating a guy who flat out told her, I'm not interested, um, not, 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 not interested in having sex with you, but I'm not here for sex. I'm not here um, to date you casually. I'm stating right now that I'm here to date you seriously. And uh, my intentions are refreshing. to be in a relationship with you and... I want you to know that. My Lord. Then I have another friend who also is currently dating somebody seriously. This one is serious. And he came to her. And she has a, this one as a child. And he came to her and he said, I am interested in you. I am interested in not only getting to know you, um, but I would like to date you seriously. And I understand that, you know, this is not something I should take lightly because of these things. So... I do think that there are still uh, people out there who date with with um, purpose and intention and proper intention. Um, 
for the masses, though, <laughs> if we're going to get into the gray area, I do think that dating has, uh, it's becoming, uh, there's some things happening that, but I guess they've been happening for quite some time that are just not okay. <laughs> and I, uncomfortable. Do you ever think about like the breakdown? Like what happened? What what contributed to what what made feel like or seem to be this kind of like I said breakdown of like dating as as we as we know knew it or have known it or know it. I don't know. Social media, obviously. Social media is the great gift and curse of our time. Um, and I think that it's contributed to, I think it's contributed positively. People are able to connect a lot easier. You know, back in the day, you had to meet somebody out. Like, you had to meet, like, and you don't know, you don't know if a nigga is a serial killer or, you know, a veterinarian based off of just looking at him. So... <laughs> You know, um, but now we have social media and people are able to put on certain airs and perceptions and they're easily distracted because there's so much out there at their disposal. Um, and I, I think that it's contributed to some of the breakdown maybe in like forming these genuine relationships. Not saying that it's not possible, but if we're speaking on a majority basis. Absolutely. I think another thing that social media has has given people, has increased the level of access. Right. That's, that's what has, I mean. And has <laughs> decreased, it has decreased, um, while increasing the quantity of interactions, I think the quality of interaction and connection and engagement has plummeted, or at least that has been my experience mm -hmm. and i think as someone who does not you know i think that this is partially i would say it's by choice but also by circumstance i my life is not set up such that i get an opportunity to go out with the intention and for the purposes of meeting people today mm -hmm. i don't i don't get a lot of those opportunities mm -hmm. um i'm also uncomfortable in those situations so it may be you know my own you know desire to avoid those interactions um because of my own you know social anxiety introversion <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so um but that being said one thing that has really been frustrating to me is I think because of the level of access that people have to other people and to dating opportunities, mm -hmm. there's this like indifference. Like I think that we, we operate in this like, even self-included, like we operate in this mode, like, you know, if this doesn't work or if I am not interested for more than, I mean, if I lose interest within the first hour, day, week, I can cut this person off. Right. So, I th or it's like, you know, you can really kind of fade out in and out on people and then you can just open your app again and start swiping and find somebody else. <laughs> so I think because it's because it's that easy, like we we are not as intentional about cultivating relationship as we were when we were just, you know, seeing guys at the mall. Right. 
Oh, that and, was fun. You know, and waiting for them or, you know, trying to just just trying to be seen long enough to get some like, you know, or, you know, meeting people in person doesn't really happen. At least I mean, because guys try to hit you now, like talk to you now. But I don't know. I just feel like the the culture of approaching a woman has changed. Yeah. And we talked about this at the at the beauty salon. Mm-hmm. I was at, I was with Tania in the green room, and we were talking about how it almost seems as though now guys, because women are are independent and working and making money and taking care of ourselves and coming and going as we please and doing whatever we want because that's our we right and privilege and capacity mm-hmm. and we popping. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if guys wait for you to approach them, which is just outside of my wheelhouse altogether. <laughs> Which makes it even more challenging and frustrating for me because, you know, it's just been tough. <laughs> it has been tough to meet people. Via the internet. Or even just generally. Because even if you don't meet people on the internet. Like, I meet people now out and about in life. And um, it seems like because of the level of, of interaction and the quantity of interactions has increased, I feel like even the speed of getting to know somebody has has also increased. It's That's, like yeah. niggas niggas believe, and I'm not when I say niggas, I'm speaking niggas generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, maybe I should say in my experience, there have been men who I have engaged with that believe that because we have shared text messages for a couple of days and maybe a pet name or two, we've had some gift wars, or you know, it's been we've had some some colorful banter via text message or phone or maybe we FaceTime a couple times that after two or three days it's okay for them to just assume that I'm going to give him my address and access to my bedroom and my body. See that is a red flag. That is a red flag for like that to be one of the first things that a nigga brings up or for it to come across like all right I've been waiting for the moment to talk to you about that say mention something about this and that's where I'm like your intentions are not okay. And not saying that we're not adults and we don't know what we want because Absolutely. that happens. You know what I'm saying? And I certainly have had experiences where I have been very adult and done exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> but also, you know what I'm saying? There comes a certain point in time, especially like I'm like for you right now, where you're at in your life, you're looking for something that's more substantial, not just casual. And... You know, for like for a nigga to pop up with that is like, all right. So, did you have any intention? Because there's so many other things to get to know about me. Why mm-hmm. is that the first thing that you're bringing up? And that that that's a red flag. And I get it. It's just I, I get it. And I mean, I've had conversations with guys about this, and I understand. You know, everyone says you know men are men are visual. It's always going to be about the physical, and every nigga is going to try, and he's going to shoot a shot. And I get that. Yes, yes, that's fine. Beat off to me I in private. That. However, <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the first few weeks. <laughs> but is it is it unreasonable for me to expect um, or require or, you know, if for, is, is it unreasonable for my standard to be that? Like, yes, I want you to be sexually attracted to me. But I, I also want you to realize that I am more than just a, compl- a compilation of my body parts. Right. 
And yes, I want you to think that my butt is juicy because it is. But no. do we have to talk about it every day, all day long? No. <laughs> like when, when you know, there are other things about me that I want you to be just as excited about. Right. I think what what makes me even all the more frustrated is that it's challenging for me to even know. I mean, well, well to even to to be excited about about dating again this is why i say dating is terrible because i feel like it is just this constant <laughs> constant parade of engaging with people and it's only a matter of time before it falls apart so like the hope <laughs> and i feel really i know i don't know i've not wanted to talk about this for so long because i don't want to sound bitter and angry i am not bitter and angry <laughs> i i am not but i can honestly say that i, I have grown tired mm of having the same conversation over and over again. And no, I, I realize that, that things take time to cultivate and to form. And I'm more than happy and content um, in, in, you know, the way my life is right now, you know, waiting. Because I, I don't want anything that's not intended for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just posing for broader discussion about, like, just the nature of the dating scene. And what my experience of it has been um, thus far and how that has impacted the way that I look at it now, both positively and negatively, right? So it's like, I'd love to be excited about the prospect of meeting somebody new. But, you know, there's risk in that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, much like Insecure, last night, I don't want to be a spoiler, but like, you know, niggas fade away. <laughs> Like they it seems do. like once things get good, you know what I'm saying, or, or even vice versa. So I don't know. I, I just I wanted to just have a conversation about it to just kind of get it out there on the t on the kitchen table to see what others, other people's thoughts about it are. I have a question for you. Okay. So, you know, we can all be very honest here and say that niggas do you know a multitude of problematic things in dating <laughs> not all of them but a good a good amount <laughs> but do you feel like you have some shortcomings when it comes to dating absolutely so yeah that, i'm glad you asked that because i don't want this to be like oh they do is bashing the niggas all the time no that's not it um i do definitely feel like i struggle with a few things so like i can be very oh I don't even know how to say this because I, oh, I'm airing it out. I'm airing out all my issues. But um, I, I can be a little cynical. Okay. <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, a touch of pessimism. I just, I've always felt like an, a, a nigga's going to have to work hard to play. <laughs> like, it's not, it's, it, I, I'm not the girl. It's not going to come easy. Oh, you Joan Clayton up this piece. <laughs> it's, it's not. But just, just because of... I don't know. I have a strict three-month rule. No, it's not no, even that. Playing. I mean, it's just not going to... When I say it's not going to come easy, it means that I, it's it's going to take some convincing me. And maybe that's my own insecurity. But I'm going to need to know that you're in it and in it for the right reasons. And I'm not going to test you, but we're going to slow walk this thing. No, that's real. Especially, you know, I understand that past experiences can um, shape a lot of how we date and how mm -hmm. we interact with the opposite, 
or the same sex, whatever, whoever you choose to date. Um, but you know, and, and I guess there comes a point where we have to figure out the balance between, uh, being fair to another person, but also making that other person understand that there are a few issues that we have, and this is why, and this is why I need need you to put in that work because I've been disappointed on this many levels this many times, and at this point, I just can't take niggas' words lightly. Yes, I agree. I think it makes me think of uh, when I went to see uh, Tilray Roberts at Howard's mm-hmm. bookstore, he said something that's really kind of stuck with me. Um, and he talked about that finding that balance or learning how to extend your hand in relationship or meeting new people, but guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you said, there's def- previous experience, previous dating experience, previous situationships uh, that I've had has definitely impacted how I move how I see myself, how I see others, Mm -hmm. especially in the dating space. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me sometimes to not think things to death and be open because I feel like in moments where I've done that in the past, I've been taken advantage of. Or I've allowed myself in my own naivety because I don't even want to, you know, I assume responsibility for the times that I did not speak up or speak up for myself or make wise choices like I take full responsibility for those things mm-hmm. but I uh like you know it, I struggle I struggle there quite a bit because it hasn't been easy right you know you you in relationships there's a risk there when you open up and and you know there's a vulnerability there that someone like me who sometimes struggles with bearing her soul in those ways mm-hmm. That's really hard for me. So when you're vulnerable and you get burned or you get lied to, you get played or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to bounce back from that and move forward. So maybe that's why, that's why I say I'm comfortable in waiting my turn because I recognize that it might just be me needing to work through my own stuff. Because mm-hmm. right now it may be that I'm not seeing things the way that I should be. Um, and that, you know what? Sometimes that doesn't stop. And it's it just it's it's just things that we know we have to work on with ourselves, whether it be through therapy or journaling or whatever we need to do, meditation, whatever we need to do to reflect. It doesn't stop just because you get married either. You know what I'm saying? You walk into marriage a lot of times with um, not necessarily reservations, but just baggage. You know what I'm saying? Just emotional like triggers and things like that. And it's just important, I think, no matter what, level you're at whether it be single in a relationship dating married what have you that we all start to try to figure out those issues because that's what's going to lead to healthier relationships and maybe that might change some of the pessimism you have Mm. by kind of just working through the personal things now you can't control what niggas do because you know what i'm saying trash is going to be trash and good good guys are going to be good guys but I think working through some of that stuff personally, and I'm speaking to myself as well. I'm not just, <laughs> um, it just leads to a like a inner peace mm. that allows you to kind of cope with 
whether it be that you're in a relationship or even cope with the trash that you're sifting through as you're trying to get to the person that is meant for you. You know what I'm saying? But I think it helps um, at, no matter what level you're at to do that work. And it's really important that we all kind of focus on doing that work. Absolutely. Um, let's make it fun. Let's end it on a fun note. Okay. Have we ever talked about the worst dates we've ever had? <laughs> I don't know. You, I don't think so. Have you? So I want. So what's the worst date you've ever had? Or maybe one of them. <laughs> well, the worst. Okay. Or the, the worst experience. Popped, yes. the The first thing that popped in my head. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I live okay i was at h&m i was walking out of h&m one time and i met this guy and he literally like flagged me down in the street and was like oh my god you're stunning i want to take you out like this weekend like let's like and he was funny like and you know how what we say about funny niggas right funny niggas will you will chuckle yourself right out your drawers yes you will I don't know. yes they are I always mean, the ones you just be slapping your knees like <laughs> So stupid. And then like, you're on anyway. them. <laughs> oh my god! So he was funny. So I gave him my number. I mean, he was cute. It wasn't like he was. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was into it. So I gave him my number, and he texted. You know, immediately he called that day. He was like, "I want to take you out tonight. My brother has something to do. Well, as soon as he comes back, we're gonna go out." Blah blah blah. So he was like, um, he actually like made a plan, and was like, "Let's go." Uh, and I was impressed because sometimes, you know, you meet niggas and they don't have a plan. They just be like, you want to go out? Right. All right. And then you got to figure will. out what you're yeah. about to do. You got to, you got to plan your own dates, which is a whole nother Ooh, God, we will have a conversation but, on that. <laughs> but, um, so he had a plan and there were things in place and he said he was going to pick me up at such and such a time. Let's say it was eight o'clock for the good of the order. Pick me up at eight o'clock. And then it was nine thirty. And I was still sitting in my house. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not going. So I get up and I'm taking my clothes off and I'm washing my face. And he texts me at 11. It was, I think it was like 11.30, like, where you at? And I was like, nigga, what? in the bed, right? So he was like, I want you to come meet me. He gave me some excuse about how his brother didn't come back in time or something, something, something. Mm. He's like, but I, I'm still trying to see you where you at. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not coming out i'm not going out so it, it he was like why don't you come and meet me i want to take you out i'm like well come and meet me and take okay well I, i'm not leaving because you yeah i, I told you should have hit me in. before 11 p.m absolutely so then he says uh <laughs> then he says i'm at the strip club i want you to come and see me absolutely not <laughs> Right? And I'm just like, at this point, <laughs> sometimes you just got to be entertained. So I'm like, I'm texting him right now just for last. Me and Linnell was sipping the house, cracking up at this whole exchange. So um, he's like, I'm at the strip club. I want you to come. I got a table. Just come and meet me here. I'm like, I'm not coming. Then he starts taking pictures of the strippers. Like, oh, my God. He starts taking pictures of the strippers and sending them to me. And it's just like, come on, I pay. You can get a lap dance, I'll pay for it. 
Like, I'm just like, like that's incentive. I'm like, sir, <laughs> I am not. We text for maybe about an hour going back and forth until I just got tired and blocked him. <laughs> it was, it was, but I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind. I'm sure I, if I sat here long enough, I could think of uh, some other terrible date experiences because I have several that I could mention. Yo, that nigga was but out of his mind. That nigga was out of <laughs> his mind. Like, he stood me up as cute as I am. That nigga stood me up. Went to the he strip club. Hit the you strip from club, the strip club. Hit me from the strip club and was like, because when he made a plan, he said we was going to go to some, re- it was restaurant week. It was a restaurant on um 14th Street. He named the restaurant. We're going to go there. I'll make reservations. I'll pick you up at 8. He made the reservation on open table all while we were standing there. So I'm thinking, oh, your boy is out here. He's trying to make moves. I'm impressed. I'm going to go home and, you know, shake out my good skinny jeans. (laughs) No. 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 He sent me pictures. I'm like, first of all, it is inappropriate. And I'm the one. We was laughing. I was like, because at the end of it, I was like, not only have you disrespected me. You disrespected the strippers. You are disrespecting the strippers. This is inappropriate. You have no right to take photos of these women. Did these dancers and, approve you taking pictures I'm of them? Like, and you about to get put out. I said, I should call the strip club and report you for taking <laughs> pictures of the dancers because that is not appropriate. That's not... Ever. That is not stripper club... That's not strip club protocol or etiquette. No. And you have poor taste. But yes, that was the first thing that came to my mind oh. when you asked about terrible dating experiences. <laughs> it's ex- have you ever been stood up since? oh my gosh yes you want to hear a stand up story <laughs> <laughs> it's only ever happened one time because mm-hmm. um, I definitely have a slew of terrible dating experiences my God. but it happened one time but it was like the ultimate stand up so um, I started talking to this nigga and we were talking for like I don't know maybe like a month at this point and I had, uh, I wanted to go to the Stevie Wonder Wonderful Party. So, which is this party in Brooklyn once a year. DJ Spin is is the DJ. And they play nothing but Stevie Wonder songs and songs that Stevie Wonder has written. And it's like one of the best dance parties. It's great. So I want to go to the Wonderful Party. So I'm like, you want to go to the Wonderful Party? He's like, yeah, bet. Like, I definitely want to go to the Wonderful Party. And at this point, we were already, like, spending the night at each other's houses and things like that. So um, I go and get the tickets, and we make a whole plan. Um, and so he has a flight out the next day. So he call he calls me, and he's like, what's your specific address? Like, I know how to get to you, but I don't know your address. I need to call the car service and have them pick me up from your house so give me your address specifically sure no problem then i'm out i went to go get the tickets for the party i ran into him in midtown and he had his overnight bag with him he was because the plan was for him to spend the night after the party so he's like he's like oh what's up you know whatever you know we see each other hugging the street um, I'm like, I'm actually headed to go get the tickets. He's like, bet I have to go run an errand, but I'm already ready. I'll be over in a little bit. This, I have my bag. My stuff is packed. Boom. Great. We go our separate ways. I go get ready. I go get the tickets. I go get ready. <sighs> I call him when I'm leaving. Cause, cause 
I have the car. <laughs> so, and I asked him to go to this. So I don't have no, you know, I'm like, I'll pick you up because the party is in Brooklyn and I lived uptown at this point. So I'm like, I'll pick you up and then we'll head down to Brooklyn. No problem. Make the plan. He tells me where to pick him up. So I get there and I call him and he doesn't answer the phone. And I'm like, all right, maybe he didn't hear it or whatever. So I wait for a few minutes and I don't hear anything. So I'll call again. And he does not answer the phone. I waited for like half an hour. And this nigga never texted me, called me, nothing. So at this point, my cousin, who was also going to go to the party but go his separate way, there was like, well, let's just go. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not waiting no longer for this nigga. So I get down to the party, still checking my phone, don't hear nothing. Um... My cousin ends up, like, going off to a gay club <laughs> with his homeboys. So I'm at the wonderful party by myself, which is actually really fun because it's not one of the parties where niggas are just trying to holler at you the whole time and, like, you know, grabbing your butt and all of that. Like, it's, this is a party that people come out to. They respect it. They come out to dance. So, you know, I have a good time, but I don't hear from him. I leave the party, go to the club to meet my cousin and his people after the party's done. Um, end up in there for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just not really feeling it. Like, I'm going to go sit in the car. So he's like, all right, you know, I'm like, take your time, have a good time. But I'm going to go chill in the car. Like, don't worry about me. I'm good. At about 3 a.m., I hear from this nigga. I'm so sorry. I was at my cousin's house. My phone died. Blah, 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 blah. A whole lot of Charlie Brown. And I want to make it up to you. There's nothing you can do to make this up to me. You didn't humiliate me because I'm not easily embarrassed. Because I didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. So you're not going to make me feel bad. But. Damn, nigga, that was fucked up. I was like, you know, I was up in this party by my black ass self. I was like, and luckily for you, I had a blast. I was like, I danced my ass off. I spun around that bitch like Kenya. Like I was twirling my, I was having a good ass time. So don't think that I didn't go to this party. Like I went to this party and I had a good ass time. I'm like, and you didn't embarrass me, but goddamn nigga, that was really, that was trash what you just did. And there's nothing you can do to make it up to me. It's just not nice. So, yes, that is my stand-up story. Uh, Because this has been so long, we will save our horrible date stories, I guess, for another episode. (laughs) Because there are oodles of those. I'm anxious anxious to hear uh, other thoughts about... uh, dating and whether or not dating is still a thing (laughs) yes uh because i'm gonna be real real honest it seems like uh niggas is just well it seems like dating has become much more about sex than actually dating for the purposes of like getting to know a person and possibly cultivating a relationship whether that be friendship or romantic it's become less about that, at least in my experience. It seems like we want to talk about and have sex immediately. Right. And should that work out, then perhaps we can explore um, something further. <laughs> but uh, if not, 
if sex is off the table, then I'm out ski right now ski, which is fine because everyone's able and, and totally, totally uh, allowed and welcome to do whatever they want to do. Yes. Um, but I just, you know, as someone who is not necessarily built for, and I understand, like, everybody's grown, I'm grown, I'm an adult, this don't make me any less grown, but I just know me, and I'm not really built for sex in casual situations. It doesn't work that all my All my stuff is connected. Mm -hmm. You can't just be playing in my purse and think I'm not going to catch no feelings. I just don't, I don't have. Unless I'm that's not, what I use you for. You, uh, well, I mean, you know, and there's that. <laughs> but I just, I know that I can't, I, I'm just only speaking for me. Um, no, and it's true. just been a thing. It's been a thing in in my dating experiences where it's just like, it seems less about, you know, oh, these guys are really out here trying to figure out who I am um, and whether or not they really like me. It's just like, or, uh, you know, I'm just going to try my best to convince the kid to have sex with me as fast as possible. <laughs> like, Yeah. That's not that's okay. That's what it seems like. And that's what, that's what, that's what exhausts, it's so exhausting. And that's not to be confused with dating somebody and getting to that point where it's like, all right, nigga, I want you. Like, Absolutely. There, that is, that happens. That's the thing. <laughs> and that's the thing. I definitely, I got, there are stories of that as well. We can get into that at another side. <laughs> but to, um, to make that your, your very main known priority um, and number one topic of conversation is whack. It's whack. And we're grown. And ain't nobody and trying I mean, to do all of that all the time. I mean, and no, I'm not a prude. And no, I'm not, you know, childish. I just feel like, because I just feel like, is it too much for me to, I don't know. Am I asking for too much in that, no. you know, am I asking for too much in that since, since we've, we've exchanged a few good morning text messages. You now are just on the fast track to me. Right. <laughs> like, like that's not how it works. It's, go it's going to take a little bit more. You got to invest a little bit. And I'm not just talking financially. I mean, you got to invest a little bit more in your, in this. If you think that I'm just going to be, busting it wide open i also don't think it should be confused with niggas like being straightforward and making their intentions known because because that's actually what i respect right and i'm i'm not shutting niggas down on some like oh yeah i think you're gross and i'm not trying to convert no. nobody it happens to me all the time every day i don't have any problem speaking up for myself and i tell people all the time i really appreciate your honesty I'm going to be just as honest and let you know that, you know, what works for me and what doesn't. If we can find a way to figure this out, I'm all for it. But if you saying that the only way you're going to be able to move forward is, is, is you know. Is to make my legs spread like 9.15. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to, you know, you're trying to get the job done. And that's the only way you're willing to move forward. And I'm going to just save both of our time. Yeah. You know, I, I'm down and I will appreciate that. So I'm not out here just like writing people off for the choices that they make because everybody's allowed to do whatever they want to do. Of course. Uh, I just I just wish I would get extended the same courtesy because it seems like it seems like once I say what I have to say, it becomes a campaign <laughs> and I become 
it's not like it's more like I'm a conquest, right? Than a companion, right? If it's that, like, oh, I'm gonna be the one. It's I got. I'm gonna convince you. You gonna change your mind. I respect what you're saying, but I'm gonna work really hard and I'm gonna do everything I can to get you to change your mind. Right. That's the kind of stuff that niggas say to me. No, that's not. That's not okay. I've uh, my, listen. Tristan was straight up and down when he. When he tried to holler, <laughs> like, he was like, you know, and as time went on, obviously he let me know he was attracted to me and so forth and so on. But we spent a lot of time talking and we spent a lot of time laughing. And that wasn't that wasn't the number one priority. And while he did let me know, like, listen, obviously I'm not going to holler at you if I'm not attracted to you. Like, I, I this is how I feel. However, right. He also put in the work to, you know, to make conversation, take me out, show interest in the things that I was interested in, you know, learn more about my background, my personality, all of that. And I really that's 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 important. Those things are important. You showing genuine interest in me as a person is important. And it's really sad that we have to say that. (laughs) It's really just very disappointing and sad that we have to say that. But. I feel like this is definitely a part B extended conversation. Yeah. Um, Cause there is so much to unpack there. Uh, maybe we, maybe we can roll that into next week. Maybe we can. Um, maybe we can. So yeah. Uh, y- you guys let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, I hope I didn't sound like a bitter Betty. I'm really not. No, uh, you sound just, like somebody who is fed up. <laughs> but dating has really not been easy for me. And I don't, and, you know, that frustrates me because I'm an achiever. <laughs> I like to do things well, my God. Uh, but um, I'm just being honest. Like, it frustrates me. It's like, dang it. Why can't I get this right? But, like you said, I don't have control over what niggas do. You don't. You can only control yourself. But, yeah, you guys weigh in. And, of course, I'm, I, hope th- I hope this is not about bashing. So, hopefully, there are. Some of our male listeners that will chime in and give their two cents. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, I gave you the well. good ones. I'm going to give you your props now. Absolutely. But those trash ones, I'm going to sweep you up like a good bristle. I still believe that there's some good ones out there. There are. I do. They just don't live around here. <laughs> they just not on my Tinder. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. We haven't bumped into them at the Target yet. No, I'm excited I'm, to um, I'm excited to to continue this conversation, and I want to hear about you guys' terrible dating experiences as well. You can send us some emails to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail dot com. Maybe we'll read some of them. Um, mm. We'll tell some of ours. We'll make that a little bit more fun and lighthearted. But because cause terrible dating stories are actually they later on make for just fun times. So <laughs> Have we talked about I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It's hard to keep track, guys. So if we've talked about terrible dating stories I don't, before, forgive us. Bear with us. I don't feel like we I have. don't think we have. I feel like we haven't. So I'm excited to continue that. So yes, give us your terrible dating stories, getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Hit us on the Facebook, hit us on the Twitter. Um and we'll get some we'll get into some more of that. But let's go on and get into this honesty box. Support for today's episode also comes from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is an aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. Kapari's deodorant takes care of smell without plugging up your sweat glands and messing with your body's natural patterns. It doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just a subtle scent of coconut milk. 
Most importantly, it works. It fights odors with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it's free of silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda. It's gotten a lot of love from editors at Cosmo and People Magazine, and there are thousands of five-star reviews on Kapari's website from people who are now coconut converts. Kapari offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to try. But hurry, they can barely keep it in stock. I got sent Kapari a couple of weeks ago, and I've been using it almost exclusively ever since because I smell like wonderful bliss. Even when I perspire, people are telling me all the time that I smell amazing. And I know that I can attribute that to Kapari and Kapari alone. Uh, it is very lightweight. It's easy to apply. It doesn't leave residue on my clothes. I absolutely love it. So say aloha to Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's Kapari. K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. This week's episode is also sponsored by Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You just pay 60, a $60 annual fee and you get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Whether you are vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, you can choose from 80-plus qualities to get everything you need, including non-GMO, fair trade, certified, and BPA-free BPA products. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil, Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pa pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at such an affordable rate. For every paid membership, a free membership is given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military veteran, or a first responder. And if you don't make back the $60 in savings, Thrive Market will refund you the $60 thanks to their happiness guarantee. So Thrive sent me a bunch of goodies this week, and I have been getting my entire snack life. I keep all my snacks in my snack drawer at work, and I have not gone hungry since. I really enjoy Thrive. Their products are they're awesome and tasty, and I can't help but respect this happiness guarantee and the fact that for every uh, payment plan that's purchased, they also give back and help the people in need, specifically military veterans, low-income families, um, public school teachers. Hello. So now with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash grown to access this discount. Save your coins, kids. Honestly? Truly. All right. It's time to, to uh, gather around the box of honesty. And uh, we've got a question from a listener uh, who's asked to, asked us to give her a pseudonym. So pick a name, Jade. Oh, well, we'll go with um, Ty Kranisha. Ty Kranisha. Ty Kranisha writes, Dear Jade and Kia, thanks in advance for reading this. Uh, I want to start off by saying that I have listened to every single episode since the beginning, and I've met you two in person, both at the DC Live Show and at the Impact Conference. Hey! Your ban <laughs> I know, right? Your banter is always hilarious, and Tuesday is now my favorite day of the week because that's when my favorite podcast comes out. Awesome. Yes. Thank you, Ty Kranisha. <laughs> um, I'll try to keep this as short and sweet and po as possible while still giving important details. In summary, I want my husband to wear his wedding band. 
I trust my husband completely, so this has nothing to do with other women. He told me that he works with his hands, and he showed me how his wedding band gets in his way while he's working, so he stopped wearing it. Can I just say I respected this when he told me, even though his married co-workers all wear their wedding bands to, at work. I have thought about asking him to put his ring on when he's outside of work as a sort of compromise. He can't even remember to take the trash out, though, so remembering to put his ring on when he's not at work would probably be a lot to ask of him. Yes, all shade. The weirdest part of that, the, the weirdest part is that when we are visiting with family, all of a sudden he will be wearing his ring. Mm. I think he does this for show. A few months ago, I stopped wearing my rings. I realized I was only intentional about wearing them because I'm a mom and I look very young. I'm 30, but I've been mistaken for a teenager before, so I was nervous about strangers thinking that I'm a teen mom. I really don't care so much what strangers think about me, though, and to prove that to myself, I stopped wearing my rings. Part of me also hoped that he would notice and ask me about it, uh, and it would, which would trigger a discussion. Well, he has yet to ask me about it, and this is still bothering me. We otherwise have a, a very loving and supportive marriage, my question is, if you could envision yourself in this situation, how would you go about bringing up the topic? We've been married for four years and together for 12. Our communication still needs work, so any advice on talking points or how I should introduce this subject would be great. Thanks in advance for your help. Ty Krenisha. <laughs> so, sis, as our, as our resident wife. Uh-oh. I'm going to allow you to weigh in on this first. What are your thoughts? Um, I think your I think your um first and foremost your feelings are valid. Um, if it's something that's bothering you, it's bothering you, and there's nothing you can do about that. So, um, I know you've mentioned it to him, but I think having uh, a, just a serious like. Not, not necessarily serious, but just letting him know and standing in how you feel. I am uncomfortable with this. This is how I feel about it. I know this is what you said um, you know, regarding work, and I'm super reasonable when it comes to that. Uh, that's why I got you this good rubber ring, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> this metal getting in your way. No, I'm just playing. You, you know, you, if, if, if your ring you know, hinders you in any of your work, then fine. But I'm asking you to put your ring on outside of work. Uh, you know, and that's what I need. Now, also, on the other side of things, I look at people like my father, who never wore a wedding, a wedding ring almost my entire, like, life. And it was just, he just didn't. Like, they never really gave each other these beautiful official, like, wedding rings. My parents exchanged some gold bands from, like, the hood jewelry store. And I know, like, later on, my mother ended up getting a really nice ring, but they were never ring people. And maybe maybe he's not really a ring person. Now, the whole thing about wearing a ring in front of his family, I will. <laughs> you could also have a discussion about, like, I noticed that. Why do you do that? Why are you intentional about that, but you forget it every other time? And don't come across in a confrontational way. It's just kind of like... These are my feelings, and these are some of the things that I've noticed, and I'd like to have a conversation about it. Um, but also being able to be reasonable, and maybe just like if he's not a jewelry person and it's he's a forgetful person, then maybe just being a little bit more understanding of that, especially if everything else is going well in the relationship. If you're having other concerns, then that might be 
you know, that might be a red flag. But if everything else is going well and it's just kind of something along those lines, maybe that's just that's just maybe that's just who he is. But I think um, to make yourself feel better, you know, at least getting your feelings out there and being very clear and concise and intentional uh, will at least help you to, you know, know that you've expressed yourself. And then from there, you guys can find some sort of compromise or solution. What you guys says? Well, I, I think that's awesome advice. I mean, I I am not married. Um, but you are but recent. I hope so. I will say, I mean, the first thing that came to mind is it's like, I, pr- I was saying I'm not married, so I don't know. This might not be inappropriate. You can tell me, sis, if this is inappropriate. But I worry about my own tendency to overthink things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like this might be an instance where you've kind of cooked up all these possible scenarios and what ifs of, of this conversation and how it might not be, you know, as comfortable or smooth as other conversations between you and your husband have gone. But I don't know. Part of me just feel like this is not something that I would labor over. Right. I would just straight be like, why are you not wearing your ring? Right. <laughs> like, why are you not wearing it? Um, Talk about know, it and then leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, why, why are you not wearing it? And I mean, he may just have a very straightforward answer. And if you don't like the answer, it's okay to say, well, you know, well, I would prefer you to wear it. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like to wear it to work, but, you know, I would prefer you to wear it. It, it would make me feel better if you need me to remind you. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> um, if that's going to get on your nerves, then that maybe we can work out something else. But I would prefer you to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it would be important to me. That's we it. We talk about the whys. And, I mean, that would literally be it. I know we talked about it before and I said I was okay with it, but I've changed my mind. And I think that that's my right. I lied. <laughs> so, I was never okay with it, but I... <laughs> I was never, you know, I was trying to go along to get along. But, I mean, I want you to know that this is something that does actually bother me. Um, yeah. And if you don't wear it on Sunday when we go to church, just know I'm going to be like, where your ring at, nigga? Like, I'm at... Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Where's your ring? You want me to bring it to you? I, I'll go get it. Where is it? <laughs> I'm just helpful that way. Do you remember where you put it? You know, I can find it. Maybe I'll, you want me? I'll just keep it with mine. And then w- when I put mine on, we'll put yours on. Just like that. That's it. Like. Solve. Solve. <laughs> um, I mean, if you don't want to wear it, then that's another conversation we can have. It's something that's, gonna, if you're going to put your foot down and say, I don't want to wear it. These are my reasons. Then that's a conversation I'm willing to have. But I think I'm okay with saying, I want you to wear it. Right. <laughs> it bothers me that you don't wear it. And why you wear it for your mama, but you don't want to wear it for me. Right. I think it's okay, but I mean, uh, yeah, th- those are our those are our two cents, four cents. But hopefully, it's helpful to you. Good luck, and let us know what his response is. Please, I can't wait. Um, that's it for our honesty box this week, guys. Send your letters in. You guys send great ones every single week. We're so excited to read them. Um, and yeah, if you come into the Philly live show. We're going to have like a Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that live show, we will go over the rules of that Q&A. Yes, we will. But we're just giving you a week's notice to get your questions in order. Questions. Questions. Because Kia and I are very strict about our Q&A. 
<laughs> we don't play no games with the Q and A. Uh, so don't come with no foolishness. <laughs> but we are very. We had a really, really, really good Q and A in DC. We did. We had an awesome show in DC, like, and we know that Philly's going to be just as awesome because Philly is an awesome yes. city. We can't and wait we have to see awesome you guys. Listeners. So oh, so good. Yes, getting grown dot live. Get your tickets. Get your tickets and let's on get on into these petty peeves, child. Yes. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. So my petty peeve this week, um, I told you guys I had a catering. It's basically for people who are entitled uh, and don't pay attention to detail. Um, When you see me cleaning up or walking out or packing up and turning the lights off, do not come and ask me where something food or drink related is. Because clearly I am done for the evening. Use your common sense. When I am at a function and they run out of water or the bar is closed, it's time to go, what have you. You know what me? You know what I do? Like, we need to stop at the store on the way home. I need to get a bottle of water. Take your ass to the bodega. You are not so important that niggas are getting ready to stop closing down to give you what you need. And that is in so many different uh, arenas and places. And so, yes, that is my that's my petty peeve. Tuck your entitlement away. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I went to brunch yesterday, a birthday brunch for my friend Sean. Um, we had a wonderful time despite the, well, I won't say despite. Well, you know how, y'all know how I feel about dress codes and attire and themed parties because I like to dress myself. But, you know, I'm trying to be in compliance, trying to be better, just li- just live and let live, right? So I went on ahead to, to Sean's brunch on blue birthday brunch, right? So everyone had to wear blue. It was cute, though. It was cute. Um. Okay, so we were at the at the restaurant. This is a pretty popular restaurant in the area where we where we live. Um, so it's not uncommon for there to be multiple people celebrating birthdays, especially during brunch, because niggas love brunch. So it seemed my petty peeve is like, why we gotta? Why do we have to make everything a competition? <laughs> it seemed like at the brunch all of the respective birthday parties was trying to out-birthday one another. Uh, right? And it just made for a very loud room. Who can sing the loudest Stevie Wonder and version I of just Happy wanted birthday. everybody to get... Please, please, please. Shut up. It's not even right? his best song. I mean, it was like... It was literally like... This older lady gonna get up. It's my birthday. I'm a twerk. Happy birthday, ay, 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 ay. All her people around her is like, hey, 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 hey. Then we sing Sean's happy birthday, right? And you know, <laughs> Sean is a musician and a singer who hangs out with other music- musicians and singers. So you know that our birthday was not your regular, regular happy birthday. Of course not. There were all manners of harmony and chromatic <laughs> and minors and... and you know, falsettos, the girls were singing straight operas, like whistle register. It was a whole production. Yes. 
And, you know, it was cute. Um, then, you know, after we finish, five minutes later, this nigga gets up and he's like, yo, I wanted butter, but like, it was, <laughs> he was like, to my homie, the realest nigga on his birthday, he about to have the littest birthday of them all. Like, and everybody just looked at him like, sir, are you okay? Like, us celebrating Sean's birthday and this woman celebrating her birthday does not negate your friend's birthday no. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. We're just all here Why for do different we have functions. To, we're all here for different functions. And it's not about who can be the loudest or who can be the grandest. Why do we have to out-birthday one another? Because niggas are we loud and grand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we can all be loud and grand together. Just, girl, just it's okay. We don't have to out-birthday the birthdays. All right? We can all celebrate together. We can. Everybody paying $40 for this brunch, and we're going to drink these mimosas and shut up. This is this is really this is yes this is a sentiment. I mean, I just felt away. I mean, and I I mean, you could say that we were being competitive, but I don't think so. I felt no, you guys were. I being mean, we musicians. We were being ourselves. <laughs> you guys were being- when we sung when we went back to BJ's house and had cake after the brunch. We sung there again. Why? Because we because you're some singing ass niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? What that's do. what we do. Uh, so yeah, I'm just saying, don't out birthday the birthdays. It's not a competition. It's not a birthday race. It's not. It's not. Everybody deserves it. We're all their... here at brunch. It's okay. We can all have our respective moments without it being like uh, the slam dunk contest at All-Star <laughs> Weekend. It don't have to be like that. So let's all, you know, celebrate in unison. Let's moisturize in unison. Mm-hmm. And, and mind our business in unison as well. And drink our water collectively. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. See you in Philly. Bye. Love y'all. Thanks again to Evelyn and Bobby for supporting today's episode of Getting Grown. Evelyn and Bobby's women-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable you forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby come in three silhouettes and one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use code GROWN to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code GROWN at EvelynBobby.com. 